Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 16th of the year of our Lord, 2022. This is indeed our one of two in our goal always to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property. Wow, we've got a lot to talk about today. We believe in the U.S. Constitution, the supreme law of the land. That is the blueprint for liberty. We're also convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founders. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. We are live six days a week, two hours a day. Spread the word, share the love. LibertyRoundtable.com and LovingLiberty.net. Now, let's just kick off a recap of yesterday's broadcast. We had two incredible guests. First one, Chris Carlson was with us. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Amen to that, Chris. Uh, and Chris uh, really uh, does a great job, in my opinion. We talked in detail about the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. The protocols of the learned elders of Zion. It's a book. An intriguing book, I might add, by the way, written by an unknown author in Russia around 1900. And it really documents the communist agenda and the plans they have uh, to use socialism and to back off of communism uh, in ways that make you believe that they're really for your best interest. They're really for liberty, but they're not. It's like the Solinsky book, but an earlier generation. Uh, it is the opposite of Bastier's The Law. Uh, it really is the Communist Manifesto blueprint taken to extreme, but it really highlights some details. For example, Zionism is a political movement. Okay, so those of you who believe we're back in Israel, uh, it, biblically speaking or whatever, no, 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 we're not talking about this. Look, Zionism is a political movement, ladies and gentlemen. Not all Jews are Zionists, by the way. And many Christian and atheists are indeed Zionists. What is the Zionist agenda? What is the political movement we're discussing? Well, think about this. It's an adjective or whatever, if you will. The precinct is the term. Showing knowledge of events before they take place. A precinct warning is the term. A precinct warning. So this book gives a precinct warning about how the communists intend to take over the world. Really, the godless communist socialist Zionist agenda and the Zionist world order or the new world order is the desired outcome of these people and their agenda. Their goal is to accomplish this by control of the money and the media. That's right. They want to control it by the money and the media. This is why it's so important, ladies and gentlemen, to restore the money creation and regulation power to Congress where it belongs along with gold and silver backing of that money, ladies and gentlemen. Give me control of the nation's money supply, and I care not who makes its laws. Mayor Ansel Rothschild with that point. Look, it doesn't matter what you do as long as we control the money, right? 
ladies and gentlemen, to assert that politics have nothing in common with morals is to adopt Marx's dialectic materialism, which simply asserts that man is only motivated by greed, selfishness, pursuit of pleasure, and avoidance of pain. That bribery, deceit, and treachery are the currency of today's political process. Okay? So the book basically asserts that, hey, you got to divorce morals from people. In other words, you cannot keep your morals in politics. You just got to jettison those is the idea. The separation of church and state really makes the point. It's a lie. The idea that I got to go into politics and I can't bring my moral compass uh, with me, that I can't bring my uh, belief system with me. See, that's the lie that we fall for. Why do or how is it that Christians and modern-day Christianity simply cannot see that these trite, trite and jaded slogans such as hope and change, America first, make America great again. Look, it's designed to conquer the American people. There's no actions to back it up from a liberty perspective. None. So they say in this book, we will create a universal economic crisis by all possible underhanded means and with the help of gold, which is all in our hands. In other words, they're going to even manipulate the price of gold and silver against us all. You look what Russia's doing and you go, wow, that book came out in, in Russia 120 years ago. Yes, it did. And they're following the same playbook virtually to a T, aren't they? How many economic crises have we had in the United States since the international bankers took complete control of our money supply in 1913 via the, quote, Federal Reserve? Huh? All right, we also finished the first hour by asking, is Donald Trump a deep state operative? Now we have the evidence, they say, from Jeffrey Epstein's partner in crime, Ghislaine Maxwell. She says, hey, you know what? We are able to compromise Donald Trump. We are able to blackmail all these leaders and politicians. Oh, by the way, that's in the book, too. Did you know that? Yeah. Anyway, Ghislaine Maxwell says that Jeffrey Epstein did have tapes of Trump and the Clintons. The revelation came after she was tricked by some 60 Minutes questioners. Uh, yeah. In 60 Minutes, they asked the producers asked a lot of questions back in 2016. Got her confused, and she admitted to that, ladies and gentlemen. Worldaffairsbrief.com with the details. April 8, 2022. Um, I don't know what you want to say, release of the news from Joel Skousen and crew. Anyway, all I'm telling you is blockbuster reporting. Hey, no wonder Donald Trump's compromised. No wonder he didn't really go after the Clintons. No wonder he didn't really get as much done in office as we had hoped. There's tapes on Donald. Now, you say, Sam, why would you believe Ghislaine Maxwell? Well, because I don't think she intended to admit it. That's why. And I don't know if 60 Minutes really realized what they were uh, gunning for until it got released. Sometimes even the mainstream press makes mistakes. Usually you say, hey, nothing uh, slips through these people. Everything is intentional to cover up and or to promote or whatever. Uh, I don't know. They make mistakes from time to time. Let's be real about that as well. Second hour, we're talking to our guest, Dr. Scott Bradley. Freedomsrisingsun.com, his website, his lifelong goal and collegiate series to match 
is called To Preserve the Nation. But freedomsrisingsun.com is a great website with weekly webinars on the Constitution and a whole lot more. Spread the word. Freedomsrisingsun.com. Anyway, so the second hour with Dr. Scott Bradley, we talked about tax day deadline. Normally, it's going to be April 15th yesterday. Nope. It'll be this Monday, April the 18th, 2022. So it'll just ruin your weekend now. Instead of being forced to get your taxes done before the weekend, now you can just worry about them and and be in pain and suffering and turmoil and paranoia and everything else. Uh, The psychosis that comes along with uh, filing your tax returns under the penalty of perjury, don't you know? All right, welcome to Passover and Good Friday. We talked about that with the good doctor and how significant and important the weekend really is. How the um, Good Friday focuses on the death and the uh, the cross, symbolizing the suffering the Savior made for us all. And I appreciate that, but I like to focus on the living Christ. Will we believe in, have faith in, put our focus on, and follow the living Christ? That's kind of my question. I believe Christ lives. He conquered death. He is the resurrected Savior, an eternal being, right? And he invites all of us to follow him to keep his commandments, to be like him. And he offers us in in return, if we do what he asks, eternal life, right? All right. Anyway, we talked about the Florida Governor Ron DeSantis passed a great bill, signed a bill on Thursday, ending most abortions in the state after 15 weeks. The legislation changes the abortion limit from six months to 15 weeks, with exceptions in place when it threatens the life of the mother, or if there's fetal uh, abnormalities or whatever else. But really, it's 15 weeks. Now, they're following the similar law by Mississippi of 15 weeks. So six months is what? 24 weeks brought down to 15 weeks. Standing for pro-life, good for Ron DeSantis, and good for the Florida legislative body there. I I commend them, and I appreciate them for that, right? All right. Anyway, we brought that all to your attention. And that's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday. We talked about a lot of news, folks, with Dr. Scott Bradley. We really broke down um, the Savior's life, the truth about his birth. You know, he was not born on December 25th like Christmas celebrates, although I'll celebrate Christ any day that I get the chance. But the true uh, time when the Savior was born was in the springtime, April, around Easter time, right? So in my mind, we just get two great times Um, to remember Jesus Christ, his suffering, his sacrifice, but more importantly, his conquering of death, right? The sting of death is removed with Christ's life and atonement. Uh, So he can save us from death, physical death, and sin, spiritual death, but he asks us to do certain things, right? Back in the days of Moses, they said, look, look to this staff and you'll be saved, and a lot of people wouldn't look. But those who did were saved. There are certain times where God asks us to do certain things. We must do it if we want to realize the blessings. It's not that it's on us that those blessings occur. It's Christ, without a doubt. But we still have an obligation to do what he asks us to do. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live in seconds. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? 
Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Wow, there's so much to cover. Headline says Trump teases health issues for 2024. Hints at withdrawal. Do you think uh, Trump's going to leave there? What do you think about that, ladies and gentlemen? Is Trump going to run in 2024? Everybody says he was. Now he's teasing health issues that he may not. Or is he teasing health issues to mock Biden because Biden won't be able to really run in 2024, huh? Kind of got to wonder there. Doesn't seem like Trump has a lot of health issues in his way. Will Trump practice the art of withdrawal ahead of the 2024 primaries? Uh, People are saying he might. I don't know if he will or won't. I personally think that... uh, that Trump doesn't really have a big health crisis, right? But time will tell, right? Well, what do you think? Will Trump practice the art of withdrawal ahead of the uh, 2024 elections? Or is this just the enemies of former President Trump? He's the master, they say, of confusing mind games. Yeah, Trump admits that health could stop him from running in 2024. You always have to talk about health, the former president said. Like you're in good health, but tomorrow you get a letter or you get a letter for the doctor that says, "Hey, come see me again." That's not good when they say use the word again. So, time will tell what will Trump do. Does he really have bad health or is this kind of a mock, if you will, uh of <clears throat> 
of uh, Joe Biden. Uh, time will tell. One of the things that tr- Trump is really, really, really good at in his defense is he's really good at, at I don't know what you want to even say, positioning things in such a way to really highlight an issue. So Trump teases health issues for 2024 race withdrawal, right? But is it really that he's doing that, that he really has these um, health problems? Or will Trump practice the art of withdrawal ahead of 2024 presidential primaries? Yeah. Will he do that? Or will he really run? If he does run, you think he'll have success to win? Would I vote for Donald Trump? No, I would not. I never did in either time in the past, and I won't again in the future. Uh, do I think Trump does a lot of good? Yes, I do. I think he's done, in many ways, more good than most modern presidents by far. Yes, I do. Do I think he's a good, honest, moral man? No, I don't. Do I think he can do a lot of good in the world? Yes, I do. Am I against Trump? Of course I am not. Am I for Trump? Well, I'm really for and against issues, not people per se. Now, if people are right on the issues, then I'm willing to back them. Okay, like a Rand Paul or a Ron Paul, I believe for the most part, they're they're spot on for the issues, right? But all I'm telling you is I'm, I, I'm, I'm a mixed bag on Trump. There's a lot of great things that he's done, and there's a lot of things I'm really, really disappointed in him about. All right, for example, lock Hillary up is a great example. Look, if Hillary is guilty of crimes, which I am convinced that she is, but see, I'm just the court of public opinion at this point, right? But if she's really guilty of crimes, then you know what? Level the crimes against her. Prosecute her to the fullest extent of the law. Let due process happen. Even Hillary deserves due process. Work through the process. And if she really needs to be locked up, don't just chant it on the campaign trail. Get it done. But see, as president, nothing happened. There was no agenda to lock up Hillary at all. So, see, that's kind of the problem that I have with Trump is how much of what he says and how much of what he does is really genuine versus hyperbole. He's a master at media manipulation. Trump teases health issues now, but is that really to mock Biden because everybody can see that Biden is way less healthy than Trump? Is that what we're talking about? All right. I don't know if you know, but they're trying to make Biden look more and more and more the fool. Uh, How do I know that? Because they can protect the president from these gaffes, from these mistakes, from these uh, errors or whatever you want to call it, from these situations if they want to, but they don't want to. So Biden now shakes hands with thin air after North Carolina speech. This is just so strange. And uh, I believe they're doing it to Joe Biden on purpose. Why? I don't know. Who they're going to put in this place for the next election cycle, 2024, I don't know. But I honestly almost wonder if their goal is to put Biden back, or uh, I'm sorry, Trump back in power. When you, even the New York Post is talking about this situation where, you know, Biden shakes hands with nobody. He was left empty-handed following an address at a North Carolina university on Thursday. He gave a nearly 40-minute speech in North Carolina. Well, they say he was mocked for shaking hands with thin air. 
What the heck? What the heck is that? It turns out they say Joe Biden uh, appeared to offer a handshake to nobody in particular after finishing his Thursday speech in Greensboro, North Carolina. When the speech ended, the president turned to his right and put out his hand in thin air for a few moments, and then he turned around and kind of roamed the stage for several seconds in confusion. Um, what do you think about this, folks? I don't know how to respond to this, except I don't believe that it's by accident. They're intentionally letting people know about Joe Biden's lack of cognitive wherewithal, if you will. Uh, and they're doing it on purpose. The question is why and what is their agenda going forward? I don't know because I'm not on the beginning or I'm not on the inside track with this. But here's what I know. When Joe Biden literally uh, <coughs> shakes hands with thin air after Carolina's speech and multiple times recently he looks vacant and confused and lost, even the mainstream press gathered around Barack Obama at the White House while uh, Joe Biden was literally spurned. And then uh, Joe Biden walked around all confused, like, man, what? where am I? What am I supposed to be doing? I don't believe these uh, agendas are a mistake. I believe they're intentional. But when you couple that with then Donald Trump teasing health issues for 2024, race withdrawal, will Trump practice the art of withdrawal ahead of the presidential primaries? Right? What is the art of withdrawal? Why would he do that? See, this is where I don't really like Trump. 90% of what Donald Trump does, you're left wondering. You're left thinking, oh, he's going to do this or he's going to do that. And his supporters always believe that whatever he's doing, there's a secret agenda, but it's ambivalent. It's awesome. It's incredible. Right? Okay, so you look at that and you go, what the heck? I don't know, but what about the art of withdrawal? What is that? Will Trump practice the art of withdrawal? Might he uh, act like because of health he's going to withdraw and then everybody push for him to be the nominee anyway? Might it be a strategy, this art of withdrawal, to give him more support than he's already got if he decides he's not going to run and the the... the uh, landscape looks vacant uh, in terms of who's going to be there. It's like, oh, man, we got to have Donald back. And so the art of withdrawal being practiced would really d- be designed <coughs> to prevent an embarrassing loss, but yet to gauge more support for Donald. Is that what we're talking about? Is Donald full of revenge against the Democrats and against Republicans in name only those who he considers not to back him? So if he practices the art of withdrawal, is it really designed to gauge interest? How much do people clamor for the Donald? If he says, hey, I've got some health issues, I probably can't run, and everybody clamors and says, oh, no, Donald, we got to have you, buddy. you got to. Is it really just designed to gauge interest? And is it really designed to create more backing for Trump than he would get otherwise? <clears throat> what do you say? Am I confused? Is that reality? 
So that's kind of the question that we have. I don't know. But I know this. When they're leaving Joe Biden everywhere to look foolish and confused, obviously there's health problems there. Then at the same time, uh, Donald Trump's teasing health problems. Might we reject all those folks and look for a younger constitutional candidate? Just wondering. All right, quick pause. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live. Listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. Ukrainian officials say that attacks have been renewed on two of the country's largest cities. Kiev Mayor Vitaly Klitschko says his city came under fire this morning with explosions reported on the outskirts of the capital. Air raid sirens also sounded in the western city of Lviv early Saturday, with military officials saying that Russian aircraft had fired missiles on the city. The region's military governor claimed his forces had downed four Russian cruise missiles. And the mayor of New York City has honored five transit workers who assisted with rescue efforts following last week's shooting on a Brooklyn subway. Mayor Eric Adams said the group exemplified the characteristics that make New York a unique city. This week, uh, New York City showed the entire globe what our city is and has always been about courage, heroism, quick thinking, and decisive action. This is USA Radio News. There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers' rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM. 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 Officials along the U.S. southern border are preparing for a wave of illegal crossings once the Biden administration lifts Title 42, a Trump-era policy that blocked many asylum claims as a tool to combat the pandemic. Vice President of the National Border Patrol Council, Art Del Cueto, tells Newsmax TV that drug cartels are also getting ready to take advantage of that change. By getting rid of Title 42, they're handing over the keys to the drug cartels so they can take over and run this country. What these individuals continue to do is they bring large caravans in one section of the border, knowing that Border Patrol agents will now have to go take care of those individuals, either by processing them, by transporting them, or having to uh, take care of medical personnel out there. And gas prices continue to inch down, even as the country moves into a holiday travel weekend. The national average for a regular gas now sits at $4.07 a gallon, down from record highs last month of four thirty-three a gallon. This is USA Radio News. The MyPillow.com clearance continues. Roll and go anywhere. MyPillow's $9.99. The Body Pillow, $39.99. And MyPillow bath sheets on sale, 50% off. Use my promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com slash radio specials. You'll also get a free copy of Mike Lindell's book. MyPillow.com slash radio specials. Use promo code USA or 
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't believe that there's no relationship between these two stories. Biden shakes hands with thin air after a North Carolina speech. Uh, Everybody ignoring Joe Biden while surrounding Barack Obama. All these different gaffes, if you will, and you look at them and you go, wait, why are they positioning Joe this way? I don't know. But then Donald Trump teases health issues for 2024. Race withdrawal. Will Trump practice the art of withdrawal ahead of the 2024 bid for president? I don't know. All I know is it's very strange how they're positioning both candidates in a weird way. I don't know if they're trying to engineer an outcome where they can avoid the election fraud uh, reality of yesteryear, but by fraud and by media manipulation and by starting and stopping certain candidates and whatever, uh, can they engineer an outcome for who they really want to be uh, in office going forward? I don't know. I just know this. When they make Joe, old Joe, look like a fool, and then you get Donald teasing that he might not be able to look Donald Trump has been making you believe he was the 2024 candidate. He's coming back, coming back, coming back. He hasn't really announced it, but everybody believed it was so. Now you get this. What's the real positioning? What's the real agenda? And that's kind of where I have a problem with Donald Trump and all these guys. Everything they do is designed through speculation to ramp up their popularity. Oh, my gosh. If Donald doesn't run, the whole country's going to be ruined. We need Donald to save us. See, this mentality, this idea is a problem. And I don't believe there's no connection between these stories. Trump teasing health issues for 2024. He might go ahead and use the, what do they call this thing? The art of withdrawal? Yeah. Okay, so anyway, you look at that. Is the art of withdrawal for both of them? Will they just switch vice presidential candidates uh, for the future? Anyway, I don't believe this Biden destruction story is in the news. Uh, intentionally making them look like a fool in this uh, overture by Donald. I don't believe they're unrelated. This is where I believe the deep swamp uh, is playing the Hegelian dialectic against us. Which candidate that's about to bow out do you want to preserve, huh? Yeah. All right, believe it or not, Senator Mike Lee and Representative Chip Roy, they were once backers of Donald Trump's claims of a stolen election, but they eventually urged Trump's top aide to change course, said the headline. Dateline Washington for weeks. In late 2020, Senator Mike Lee cheered on Donald Trump's election fraud claims, privately offering up a group of ready advocates to help with the cause. But over time, Mike Lee got disenchanted with this. Uh, reports the New York Times. Um, I guess the pair, Chip Roy of Texas and Mike Lee, both worked with Mark Meadows on this. The pair started out as enthusiastic supporters of Mr. Trump's claim of a stolen election, but gradually, they gradually grew alarmed about his push to invalidate the results and ultimately oppose his bid to get Congress to overturn the election on January the 6th, ladies and gentlemen. The text messages now are in the house of this investigative committee 
And um, anyway, a lawyer for Mr. Meadows didn't respond to requests, etc. But this big deal is all about this election scenario. And what happens is a lot of people are for it. All right. Now, these lawmakers appear to be eager to fight against uh, election fraud and stand by Donald Trump. But you know what? Behind the scenes, at first, they start out wanting to, to defend Trump, wanting to, but then they eventually go against this. All right? They say they grew more skeptical as the weeks went by, and evidence of widespread fraud failed to materialize. The president should call everyone off after defending President Trump big time before Mr. Roy. Representative wrote to Mr. Meadows on December 31st. It's the only path. If we substitute the will of states through electors with a vote by Congress every four years, that will destroy the electoral college. We're driving a stake in the heart of the federal republic. Anyway, it goes on. They say Sidney Powell put forth wild claims of election fraud. Here's the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen. This story's never going to go away. You know, the hanging Chad story of the George Bush reality back in the 90s. This is never going away. This story. They'll talk about vote fraud forever. They'll never really clean up vote fraud or really solve the problem or really make a difference. But now they're literally telling the story. As we get more evidence of election fraud, they're literally telling the story in a different way. Senator Mike Lee and Representative Chip Roy, once backers of Trump's claims of a stolen election, eventually urged his top aide to change course. Don't go for that anymore. But here's what I find fascinating in the news. While we see the mainstream press, the New York Times and others defending, uh, saying there's no vote fraud, defending a Mike Lee, saying he's changed his mind, he's disenchanted now. I don't believe that's the reality. You say, why, Sam? They've never produced legitimate evidence of vote fraud. You don't think so? See, I do think so. Because World Net Daily just released a counter story to the New York Times story. Massive probe of 2020 election reveals staggering results. Complete opposite reporting from the New York Times. Who's accurate here? The New York Times or WND.com? They say 18-month Data-driven probe concludes 2000 election was indeed stolen. Smartphone pings and video reveals at least 4.8 million fraudulent votes. Art more for WND with the piece. But hold on a minute. Didn't we just get this news that, A, Senator Mike Lee and Chip Roy 
once backers of Trump decided since there's no evidence, now they're against Trump. But now we see an 18-month data probe on this. What gives? So you got the New York Times reporting this, Mike Lee, and those guys now turned against the Donald. But at the same time, you get 18-month data-driven probe concludes 2020 election was stolen. What gives of that? What's the truth now, right? You got to ask yourself, whose news reporting do you trust? Right? Whose news reporting do you trust? Do you trust Art Moore? In this massive probe, the results are staggering. Who do you trust? That's why this is so critical. Right? All right. There's a new movie coming out about this. It's a scene from the upcoming movie 2000 Mules. Okay? You've got these people, Catherine and Gereft, or Andrew Brett, anyway, and Greg Phillips, both working on this. They have been engaged in the battle for election integrity for more than a decade on the day after the contested November 2020 elections. They said, what are we going to do? We see vote fraud here. Well, they all teamed up with Turning Point USA founder Charlie Kirk. All right? And they literally said, hey, we have got to look into this vote fraud thing. So they hired nearly a dozen people that put in 16-hour days for 15 months. And they looked at cell phone geolocation data, videos, documents, etc., to see if they could find vote fraud. Answer is they found it. Yeah. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you more in seconds. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because it gets spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. 
in, the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Gentlemen, so you've got two contrasting stories in the news. The mainstream press literally saying Senator Mike Lee and Representative Rip or Chip Roy once believed in the vote fraud scenario and backed the Donald, but they backed away from it when no hard evidence was produced. All right, that's a big story in the New York Times right now, trying to make you believe there's no vote fraud. I submit to you there absolutely is vote fraud. 18-month data-driven probe concludes 2020 election was stolen. They got smartphone data, video, 4.8 million votes manipulated. They say that they have the hard evidence to back up the claims and their findings that there were 4.8 million fraudulent votes in the states they targeted, ladies and gentlemen. Battleground. Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, but they've been shunned by the authorities and the media will not touch it. Don't you find that interesting? Now, much of the evidence they highlight is indisputable, I might add. In Georgia, for example, it's illegal for any person to place more than one ballot in a drop box unless he or she has been registered as what they call an assister. Um, but now in Gwinnett County, for example, you have footage of people using latex gloves, stuffing multiple ballots in a drop box, then recording the deed with a photograph. There are no assisters registered for the th- 2020 election. Yeah. So do you believe there's data about that being stolen, or what do you think? Okay. Anyway, uh, these two researchers, along with uh, Mr. Kirk, (laughs) took all their information to Dinesh D'Souza. All right. Anyway, the bottom line is you've got Dinesh D'Souza now teaming up with Charlie Kirk, teaming up with these two researchers, all creating a movie. Right? So Dinesh D'Souza put this film together. Uh, and their goal is to highlight the vote fraud with the movie because they can't get it anywhere. They say after the movie comes out and after the inevitable attacks come, the investigative team will pull the ripcord and release all of the data. They want to be totally transparent and give all the data to the American people, they say. Now, what do you think of that, folks? Are you buying that? See, I don't know that I am. You say, what do you mean, Sam? Uh, 
the investigative team will pull the ripcord and release all the data. They want to be totally transparent. Give it all to the American people. I believe that they want to do that. I do believe they're genuine in this. I do believe the movie's real. I do believe the vote fraud's real. You say, well, Sam, what do you mean then? Well, there's a lot of confusion here about the elections and what hard evidence is and where we go with the evidence and what we can do with the evidence once we have it, et cetera, et cetera, right? Look, Joe Arpaio went this route, folks. You say, what are you talking about? Joe Arpaio of Maricopa County, Arizona, the biggest county in Arizona, one of the biggest counties in the country. Joe Arpaio looked into the birth certificate forgery and proved that it was a forgery. And uh, the media wouldn't touch it, and the mainstream press and the politicians and the, the everybody ignored him just like this, right? Think about it. They say they have the hard evidence to back their findings, but you know what? They've been shunned by authorities. The media won't touch it. That's the same thing that happened to Joe Arpaio, right? Everybody's afraid right now. They're afraid of getting canceled. Right now, understand on the other side of fear is freedom. All we got to do is step up. Let's go. Now, other people have been targeted by the Obama administration. Yeah, the IRS discrimination thing. Remember how a lot of conservative groups got attacked by the IRS? Wow. But there you have it. What's going to happen with this? I don't know. True the Vote is a group that's involved in this, too. They see see the trailer for 2,000 mules, right? So the Charlie Kirk Show is helping with it. You got these researchers. You got Dres Souza, And now they're using True the Vote. And then they have the trailer for 2,000 mules. I find that fascinating do you folks do you find that fascinating i do because how do you have two stories so polar opposite one literally doubles down right and says a there's no vote fraud even to the point where mike lee and others they've literally tried to look into this to no avail they've now jettisoned that narrative but at the same time, we have WorldNet Daily highlighting this 18-month probe. There's a movie coming out about this vote fraud. There's an effort to bring the media up to speed, but the media won't listen. There's an effort to have public officials and everybody look at this afresh, but they're being shunned. And now you've got a movie coming out. I don't know that we'll ever, ever see the results on this. In other words, the truth. Right? I don't know whether we'll ever see the truth on this. We're just going to have the conservatives double down in defense of vote fraud. The liberals double down in defense there was never any vote fraud. The evidence will eventually be released, just like the evidence in Joe Arpaio's birth certificate forgery was released. But nobody cared. It was a ho-hum moment. Now, I'm not uh, downing Joe Arpaio. I commend him. 
for getting to the bottom of that truth, at least we know the truth. And I don't down these people. I commend these people that have been involved in the 18-month probe. Now they say they have the hard evidence to back their finding that there were 4.8 million fraudulent votes in the states they targeted and that the mainstream press won't touch it and the media, I'm sorry, the media won't touch it and the uh, politicians or government um, is shunning them. They've been shunned by authorities is the words that are used, right? Okay, I appreciate it that we're getting the truth. But what you're going to end up with, ladies and gentlemen, and as far as I can tell on this thing, is the truth. You're going to know the truth. The truth is there was vote fraud. There's plenty of evidence to produce the facts regarding vote fraud. But we're not getting to the bottom of it at all. We're not going to do anything. The Republicans are going to jettison Donald. And then Donald is going to rage against the uh, Republicans that didn't support him, the rhinos, if you will. And now there's a big fracture in the Republican Party, a big fracture in the Democratic Party. Everybody's fractured while the deep state takes advantage of those fractures and continues to move us into a tyrannical state. That's what I see. Right? They say the investigative team will pull the ripcord and release all the data. They want to be totally transparent and give it all to the American people. Wow, what do you think about that? I hope they do. I hope we get to the bottom of it. I mean, I get that they want to be totally transparent. I commend them for this. But do you believe it'll go anywhere, folks? Do you really believe it'll go anywhere? See, I don't. Not because I don't believe it's not the truth, but because your government is just too corrupt. Right? I don't know where to go from here. Because people are saying, Sam, what do we do with all this stuff? There's just criminal activity everywhere, and we've got to have accountability. I know it. I know it, but you're not going to get it, are you? No, you're not. You're not going to end up with the truth on this. All right, Twitter adopts poison pill to ward off Elon Musk's takeover. Yeah, Twitter board approves poison pill after Musk's 43 billion dollar offer to buy twitter the epoch times with the deal details and what other details you ask well twitter's board of directors has approved a provision aimed at preventing a hostile takeover that's known in the financial world as a poison pill the board unanimously chose to adopt the limited duration shareholders right option it's a plan after the non-binding proposal to buy Twitter was offered by Elon Musk. Under the, quote, approved provision, if any entity, person, or group acquires 15% or more of Twitter's outstanding stock in a transaction not approved by the board, other shareholders will be able to buy stock at a lower price. The shareholder plan will reduce the likelihood that any entity, person, or group gains control of Twitter through the open market, right? The poison pill method has been approved by other companies in the past to dilute outstanding stock and make a hostile takeover more financially challenging. 
They say more details will be outlined in the poison pill plan that Twitter will file with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The poison pill move, though, according to Elon Musk, could expose the board to a titanic amount of liability because they would be breaching their fiduciary responsibility. Adam Candude, a law professor at Michigan State University, told the Epoch Times that the board could face legal consequences if they turned down such a lucrative bid. Twitter is owned by shareholders, and believe it or not, in these public companies, the directors have to act in a way that's in the best interest of Twitter and Twitter's financial wherewithal, rather than trying to maintain the company and prevent a takeover. If they turn down a very favorable price for their shares, there will be a dereliction of duty and significant consequences could be the result. There you have it. So I told you this would happen yesterday. The poison pill would be the case. And I don't know that I believe that Elon Musk will get a hold of Twitter. I believe the poison pills oftentimes are very effective. What is it? Look, if somebody wants to buy too much of a company and they're offering a premium, all they got to do is dilute the cost of the shares and put a provision in there that says other people can buy shares at a reduced cost. If enough people participate in the poison pill, in other words, buy the shares, then it's about impossible for Elon Musk to take over because if you dilute your shares, dilute the value, you put it in the hands of more people. In other words, Elon Musk's 9 to 15% control will become less and less as they dilute the shares. In my opinion, poison pills are criminal because you really rob the wealth and percentage of ownership uh, in the process. But yet they're going to act like the poison pill is the honorable thing, and Elon Musk is the bad guy. You say, wait a minute, Sam, we're talking about a hostile takeover. Define hostile. All right, we'll come back. I'll talk about this more next hour. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, hour one of the can, two coming up. God save the republic. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the sixteenth in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty-two. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. The checks and balances, brilliant. The supreme law of the land, the solution. Revolution, not a good plan. Restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, the answer, ladies and gentlemen. All right, last hour I talked about this um, movie, I think it's called 2,000 Mules, uh, and it highlights vote fraud big time. Dinesh D'Souza and others put it out. Let's check this out. Here's the trailer. The 2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. 
there has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. He lost a fair and secure election. The most secure election in American history. Really? To all those of you who volunteered and worked the polls, you deserve a special thanks from the entire nation. This one mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. He's not alone. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. Leaving no fingerprints. Snapping photos to get paid. A coordinated ring of illegal vote harvesting in all the key states where the election was decided. They've delivered us a clear victory. Game over. Ladies and gentlemen, vote fraud is real. I know they don't want you to believe it's real, but last hour we compared a New York Times story saying vote fraud is so bogus that Mike Lee uh, was for it and thought there was vote fraud, but when there was no evidence produced that he turned against Donald Trump on this. What a sad tale to tell. Uh, but the uh, WND.com, Dinesh D'Souza, and many others really doubling down and producing the evidence for vote fraud in a movie called 2,000 Mules. And the idea behind it is, hey, you know what? These people are stuffing ballot boxes with fake ballots, uh, and it's illegal for them to do that. But you know what? Barack Obama has literally promoted illegal voting for a long time. Many of the millennials, dreamers, undocumented uh, citizens, and I call them citizens because they contribute to this country, are fearful. Wait a minute. Are you a citizen because you contribute to this country? So that's not what makes a citizen, ladies and gentlemen. There's definitions for citizens, not just this idea. So this whacked out liberal news reporter says, I believe they're citizens because they contribute to the country. Well, Russia was contributing to the country by sending us oil that would import. Does that mean all Russians are citizens? See, what a psychotic notion. But it gets worse because even the president of the United States, Barack Obama, back in the day, doubles down and defends her position and creates another lie. Here it is. Voting. So if I vote, will immigration know where I live? Will they come for my family and deport us? Not true. And the reason is, first of all, when you vote... You are a citizen yourself. Wait a minute. When you vote, you're a citizen yourself? Uh, You're a citizen because you belong or you contribute to this country? So all I got to do is cross the border, contribute to the country, and vote, and I'm a citizen? (laughs) What? There is not a situation where the voting rolls somehow are transferred over and people start investigating, etc. The sanctity of the vote is strictly confidential. There you have it. So they're saying if you contribute to the country, you're considered a citizen. That's a lie. That's not what defines citizenship, ladies and gentlemen. But then they lie even more, as far as I can tell, uh, because they basically start saying, hey, if you vote, you're a citizen. Is that true? If you vote, you're a citizen? See, if that's true... Where, where do we go from here?
right? Think about that for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. If you just start saying people are citizens because they contribute to this country, people are uh, citizens because they voted, what if it's an unconstitutional, illegal vote? What if it's vote fraud? See, that's the problem. They're not even going to deal with that, are they? Well, here's the commercial I created highlighting vote fraud. This is back in the day before the elections even. But listen to this comparison where Obama flat out admits there's vote fraud on both sides of the aisle. I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poison. It helps the Democrats are in charge of the machines. Why would that help, Barack? Why would that help the Democrats to have charge of the machines? I thought it was a nonpartisan, transparent, accountable reality. Not so. The mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt, and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Some- Wait a minute. Republicans have monkeyed around with elections. Is that election fraud or is it just monkeying around? Is it election fraud or is it just like, um, you know, no, no harm, no foul there? Sometimes Democrats have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. So whenever you're in power, you want to tilt things in your direction. It's monkeying around, according to the president. If you're an illegal, all you got to do is contribute to the country and vote, and you're a citizen. There's no way. There's no voter fraud. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and, and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. And you don't have what it takes to be in this job. All right. There you have it. And, and you look at that and you go, wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, I really appreciate those who are working hard. I really appreciate those who are working hard to get to the truth of vote fraud. And I do believe there is voter fraud. I believe it's a serious, serious problem. And I don't think this problem can be ignored. I also don't know that we're going to get to the bottom of it. You want to know why, ladies and gentlemen? It's not because there's not leaders that are willing to stand up. Mike Lee was willing to stand up, but he caved. He decided it's too much political capital to, to stand there. Well, others have stood with uh, Donald Trump. But it's not really standing with Donald Trump either. It's standing with the fact that there's been election fraud for decades in America. And wanting to get to the truth. But you know what? The courts won't hear it. The media won't hear it to where we almost have no place to go. It's like a Joe Arpaio tried to get to the bottom of the uh, birth certificate forgery. He produced all the evidence. He did all the investigation. But at the end of the day, nobody had paid attention to it. Nobody cared. Well, I submit to you that's the same reality with vote fraud now. Not enough Americans care to make a difference. I mean, these folks at the Dinesh D'Souza video or movie, 2,000 Mules is in post-production. We just let you hear the trailer, right? 
What's going to happen with all that? I don't know. Time will tell. But I'm just telling you, there's not enough Americans involved. And until there becomes enough Americans that are incensed about the criminal activity going on in the republic, there will not be any accountability or transparency. The mainstream press, in bed with your deep state government, will commit vote fraud continually. Because we have no way to prove it and no way to stop it. You say, wait a minute, Sam, we already have the proof. Yeah, see, what's that proof going to do you, though? Well, Sam, we can release the truth. I get it, and I commend you for it, and I agree you should. But I tell you, the missing link, if you want accountability and transparency, ladies and gentlemen, is how many people are going to their local precincts. There's well over 100,000 precincts in America. How many people are going to their local precincts and demanding accountability? See, I don't know of any. I mean, I hear a smattering here or there of somebody trying to do something. Randy Miller, for example, uh, in Arizona, you know, filed a complaint, but it's going nowhere. It's being ignored. Why can they ignore it? How can they ignore these filings? These efforts by Americans? Well, easy. There's not enough people that are engaged, and so they just ignore it. There's no real repercussion, right? All right, there are election fraud evidence everywhere. But there you have it. Right? There you have it. There's not enough of us to move the needle. They just simply say they don't care. The media ignores it. Um, The authorities ignore it. And you say, you know, there's too many efforts. Vote fraud's one of them. The uh, fraudulent forged birth certificates, one of them. The truth about Hillary Clinton, literally committing vote fraud by funding opposition research and funding the dossier that spent literally millions of taxpayers' dollars and then got debunked as bogus. She funded that along with the DNC. There's no accountability there either. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier. 
and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church, rather it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. So ladies and gentlemen, the amount of criminal activity going on by your federal government is out of this world. It is stratospheric. It is just beyond, all right? But look, nothing's going to happen. Nobody's going to care. It's a ho-hum moment, ladies and gentlemen. Not because it doesn't matter and nobody should care. It does matter and we should care. But it doesn't matter because nobody cares, right? It does matter. But we're making it not matter as we let the country literally go off a cliff, okay? You look at the Barack Obama criminal activity with his forged birth certificate proven by Joe Arpaio and his investigative team. What do they do? What do they do? What do the people do? Well, they elected somebody else and let Joe Arpaio go. Yeah. He was caught in a scandal supposedly and then tied to Donald Trump who uh, gave him special privilege and let him off the hook. Uh, And now Joe Arpaio and uh, Donald Trump, well, they're basically two discredited criminals. One had to get relief from the president. The president got impeached. Never mind that it was all fraudulent attacks on them. And they were honorable in this case, doing a good job. Okay. But what do they do? They got rid of Joe Arpaio. All right. Sheriff Richard Mack, literally defending your right to keep and bear arms, went all the way to the Supreme Court and beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court, creating the greatest 10th Amendment decision ever rendered in American history. The greatest dual sovereignty, double down in defense of jurisdictional reality, chaining bureaucrats down with the Constitution. Sheriff Mack went all the way to the Supreme Court and won. You want to know what the people did? Yeah, the people turned uh, uh, Richard Mack out of office and said, hey, you're too busy on the national scale to spend time in our county. You're gone. All right, Nick Finch in Florida. Literally doubled down and defended a citizen's right to keep and bear arms. Good news is he won. Bad news is the people punished him. So what happened, you say? Well, we're talking about Liberty County, Florida. The sheriff at the time was Nick Finch. A person was pulled over by a deputy. They found a gun in the console. They said, you can't have that gun concealed like that. They took the gun. They arrested the gentleman. The sheriff, Nick Finch, found out about it and said, wait a minute, we're not arresting this citizen regarding his Second Amendment, God-given inalienable rights. We're not doing that. So the sheriff overturned it and released the gentleman. The governor of Florida heard about it and melted down and literally arrested the sheriff. The sheriff eventually took him all the way to court. Liberty was had in Liberty County. The sheriff won. The governor lost. The citizen went free, and the sheriff got back pay. Phenomenal. Sheriff's standing up, right? But you want to know what happened? The people elected somebody else and turned Nick Finch out of office. So I'm not trying to be negative here. I'm trying to highlight a fundamental realism that we really need to understand. When you get a righteous leader that stands up 
You have got to have the citizenry, the people, back that person. Okay, they should have kept Sheriff Mack in office after winning at the Supreme Court, proving he was right constitutionally, and he was doing his duty to carry out his oath of office. But the people rejected him. The people that supported him didn't care enough, and the people that wanted him gone got him gone. This is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. I give you the Nick Finch story to make the point. I give you the Sheriff Richard Mack story to make the point. I give you the Sheriff Joe Arpaio story to make the point. Now Mike Lee, senator from Utah, stands with Donald Trump and says there's vote fraud going on, working with Mark Meadows and others to get to the bottom of it. But no evidence supposedly was given, and so Mike Lee gave up. Is that really the truth? See, I don't know. Without literally meeting with Mike Lee to get his take and assuming assuming that we have all the evidence, you know, that you can get that all in Mike Lee's hands to make him comfortable. But when might a Mike Lee even say, I get that there's evidence, I know that there's vote fraud, but because the deep state is so powerful, so in control, and because the people don't care, I can't spend my political capital on this. I'm jettisoning the, the fight. It's not a hill that I can die on. I'll lose too much political capital. Therefore, I'm just going to say, hey, since the evidence isn't there, let's have a turnaround on this. We're not backing Trump on this anymore. Now, am I defending Mike Lee to do that? Of course not. Of course not. I think Mike Lee should stand up. But you know what? When people stand up and get chopped off at the knees, figuratively speaking, and the people don't back those leaders that stand up, then what? Right? Then what? See, these things matter. They absolutely matter. And we should never give up on telling the truth. We should never give up on standing for what is right, moral, good, honorable, right? But at the same time, unless the people back the cause, these leaders get hung out to dry. Okay? They melt down. They lose so much political capital that their careers are virtually over. Right? Joe Arpaio was once the leader of one of the biggest counties in the country. But now, what is Joe Arpaio? A disgraced, pardoned person. Uh, who um, was the guy that was the birther. See how the media manipulates that and lies? It wasn't about where Barack was born. We're not even debating where Barack was born or making claims that he was born other than where he claims. We're just telling you the birth certificate is fraudulent. It isn't a real one. And they had evidence to prove it. But see, now Joe Arpaio is just the disgraced, pardoned birther. The racist border uh, control freak, um, white sheriff uh, that was mean to criminal, I mean, mean to prisoners and criminals. And wow. See, that's the way the mainstream press is in bed with your government, the deep state. They're doing the same thing on vote fraud. I still am convinced there are, there is, or there are plenty of evidences of vote fraud. I'm convinced of it. And I think Dinesh D'Souza's movie 
highlights this very well. Okay? I believe the investigative team will probably pull the ripcord and will release all of the data proving vote fraud. They say they have the hard evidence to back their findings, their claims, etc. I believe they do. Just like I believe Joe Arpaio had the evidence with regards to the fraudulent birth certificate, the forgery. But you've got to have enough people behind the effort or it will do no good. And you can say, Sam, there's a lot of people behind the effort, man. I talk to people every day that are all for Look, ladies and gentlemen, I get what you're saying, but it's not enough. If you have 330-plus million people in America, literally approximately 200 million adults or something like that, even if you get 2 million, that's 1% of 200 million, right? 1%, 2 million people is not enough to move the needle. You say, wait a minute, Sam, what are you talking about? Two million active people's a ton. Yes, it is, but they're jurisdictionally divided up to where it doesn't matter. You got 3,000 counties in America alone. So let's say you had two million patriots, right? Two million patriots divided by 3,000 counties. 600 people per county. That might be enough in some counties to get people to consider things. But now you've got to have bureaucrats and those who are elected, those who are appointed, go out on a serious limb. They won't do it. There's no advantage in doing it for these people. There's too much political capital. They have too much of an uphill run. That's why Mike Lee turned and abandoned the project. I don't speak for Mike Lee, but I don't know that he believes there was no vote fraud. I believe he believes today there's no backing, no support from anybody. I can't continue doing it. That's the problem we're facing. Why do I bring this up? People are saying, Sam, are you bringing this up just to be super negative? No, I'm not. Uh, Sam, are you bringing this up to just give us no hope? My gosh, when you get done, I just feel like the fat lady already sung. What, Sam, no, folks, I'm telling you this because I want you to understand the solution. The solution is for us to educate enough Americans. Let me give you an example. How much support do I have for this show? If I try to raise 100 bucks, it's almost impossible. Unless I put it out of my own pocket, my own money. Okay? It's almost impossible to raise 100 or 200 bucks. I ask people to donate, and we hardly get anything. I'm not being critical of that. I'm just telling you the truth. But if I have some perverted cause... I'll get plenty of cash, right? We'll come back and talk about it more in seconds. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption, informing citizens. Pursuing Liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. Russian forces in eastern Ukraine have intensified attacks in several cities, including Kharkiv and Donetsk. 
The Ukrainian military officials are reporting a Russian buildup for a renewed ground assault in the eastern part of the country. They're also urging civilians to leave these areas as quickly as possible. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky tells CNN about the costs that his military has paid in the 50-day-old war. As to our military, out of the numbers we have, we think that we lost 2,500 to 3,000. In comparison with the Russian military, who lost about 19 to 20,000. And Twitter's board of directors have responded to an attempt from Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk to buy the social media giant with a so-called poison pill. Musk's offer for the tech giant would come to a more than $40 billion deal. This is USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-9336. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-9336. 800-444-9336. With the cutoff a mere hours away, Lance Pry has more on the impending tax day deadline from the USA Radio News West Coast Bureau. In the United States, tax day is the day on which individual income tax returns are due to be submitted to the federal government. Since 1955, tax day has typically fallen on or just after April 15th. Tax day was first introduced in 1913 when the 16th Amendment was ratified. This year, tax day is Monday, April 18th. If you need to file an extension for October 15th, do so at the irs.gov website before the end of Monday. From the West Coast, USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. And the United Nations says that millions in South Sudan are facing food insecurity in the next few months. The report from the United Nations Children's Fund says that more than 62% of the country's population, nearly 8 million people, will face worsening levels of food insecurity between April and June due to a combination of natural disasters, economic downturn, and internal conflicts. You're listening to USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you live. Liberal companies and liberal individuals are putting their money where their mouth is. All right? Ladies and gentlemen, those who are liberal put their money where their mouth is. There are a couple of headlines to make my point. Millions of donations from unemployed Excuse me, to liberal causes. Spark accusations of foreign influence. Okay, think about that headline for a minute, right? Huh. Yeah. Liberals putting their money where their mouth is. Where are they getting the money? Okay, you got this secret dark money scenario going on that is absolutely on both sides of the aisles, right? 
right? You got big money rolling. Dark money everywhere, Republicans and Democrats alike. They even say now Trump is a major funder for liberal causes. Yeah. Think about that. Huh. I don't even know how to relate to this. But all I'm telling you is this. And here's the reason I spend so much time on this. I am convinced there's not enough conservatives involved. Those of you who want accountability and transparency, those of you who want to stop criminal activity, those of you who want to stop vote fraud, I'm one of you. I'm with you 100%, 1,000%, whatever. But all I'm telling you is we don't do enough. We don't put our money where our mouth is. We're not serious. The liberals are, and therefore that's why the needle is moving in their favor continually. Because you know what? They put their money where their mouth is. We don't have enough people involved. We don't... What people say is, Sam, I appreciate you, man. Good work in the media for the last 25 years. But they don't realize that I've spent well over a million dollars in cash, not to mention literally tens of thousands of hours in the media doing my best to move the needle. And you want to know what? There's very little support. You say, Sam, you have thousands of listeners. I know. You have millions of listeners. I know. But it doesn't make a difference. Because most of those listeners are kind of closet listeners. Most of those listeners aren't putting their money where their mouth is. I couldn't get a dollar from a million people if I tried. I couldn't even get a thousand people to donate a dollar a month. If I got a thousand people to donate a dollar a month, I'd have $30,000 a month to promote what we're doing in the media. But I can't get a thousand people to put in a dollar. I can't even get a hundred people to put in ten dollars. What would a hundred people at ten dollars be? Thousand dollars a month? See, I can't even get that done. All right. Anyway, I digress. I don't mean to be negative, and I don't mean to just beat a little this, or you know, uh, beat on this point to nauseum. But I really want to highlight the reason we can't move the needle to create accountability and force transparency. And stop the deep state is because there is not enough of us, and we don't put our money where our mouth is. Okay, We're all divided up into these little jurisdictions, and we're all pursuing our own ideas, which is great for entrepreneurship. It is bad for working together to solve problems in America. We need a voting block that is big, that is bold, that is clear, that is direct. We don't have it, folks. And therefore, they're having their way with us. And they will continue to. Because we don't get together on any cause. You pick a single cause and tell me what the biggest cause support for is. I'll give you an example. Most people are engaged in going to their government school boards and saying, by golly, don't teach perverted sex to my kids. Don't promote transgenderism. Don't promote critical race theory. But they've been doing that to your kids for decades. And all you do now is complain. And all they do is fire back that you're a domestic terrorist. They're not backing off their perverted agenda one iota because you're there. They're just calling you the enemy. They're just acting like you're the criminal. That's why the American people need to wake up and claim some ground while they can, or else it's just going to get much worse. Let me give you an example of another fraud that Americans don't seem to care enough about. Headline says FDA and Pfizer. New COVID shots caused immunal suppression. Dr. Joseph Mercola, theepictimes.com, with the article. 
immunosuppression. In other words, the shots destroy your immune system. They knew that. April 1, 2022, another batch of 11,000-plus documents came out. Pfizer documents were released by the U.S. FDA, right? Well, do you know what happened when they got released? Nothing. Right? Nothing. That's right. April 1, 2022. Another batch of 11,000 Pfizer documents were released by the U.S. FDA. Pfizer trial data revealed that natural immunity was as effective as the jab. And that shot side effects were more severe in those under 55 years old. See, they knew all this, folks. But what happened, you might ask? Your government just ignored it and lied. And speaking of funding, ladies and gentlemen, your government literally funded the propaganda that said there's no harm, no foul with the vaccinations. Right? Yeah, unfortunately, that is what happened. It is just a shame and a half. Do you have a pulse of what's really going on in America, folks? Well, you sure should. But see, not enough Americans care. Not enough Americans are involved, ladies and gentlemen. So I want you to listen. We can't play this whole news piece. But I want, to li- I want you to listen to the start of these Pfizer reality claims. Here it is. Kim, what's on your radar? Well, another round of Pfizer documents have dropped. This is part of the 340,000 some odd pages the FDA and Pfizer wanted to release over the course of several decades. But instead, the group requesting the documents sued and a judge ordered the FDA to make them available by the end of this year. Well, each round of documents is to be delivered on the first of each month. So this past April 1st, no joke, over 11,000 pages were released. Between these documents and another document released on March 24th to the group, a group called Public Health and Medical Professionals for Transparency, we've learned some bombshells. The first bombshell in the document is that natural immunity works and Pfizer knows it. The clinical trial data showed those with previous infection of COVID had no difference in outcome than those vaccinated. In the limited trial, none of the vaccinated nor those with previous infection resulted in severe disease defined by either the FDA or the CDC. They were broken up into two different groups. The FDA and the CDC define severe COVID slightly differently. The CDC roughly defines it as anyone needing hospitalization, whereas the FDA defines it as anyone needing supplemental oxygen. Either way, There were zero cases of severe COVID in the natural immunity group, whether they were vaccinated or not. And their own data also showed that natural immunity was statistically identical to the vaccine against infection. That's what their data showed. Yet rather than say people with natural immunity don't seem to need the vaccine, which is what they've been saying in Europe, for example, Pfizer instead spun their conclusion and said, quote, final efficacy results show that the vaccine provided protection against COVID-19 in participants with 
or without evidence of prior infection with SARS-CoV-2. Another revelation from the documents was that adverse reactions were more frequent and more severe in younger groups. The document reads, quote, reactogenicity and adverse events were generally milder and less frequent in participants in the older group compared with younger group and overall tended to increase with increasing vaccine dose. Older is defined as 55 and older, and the study itself was for 16 and above. So the side effects were more frequent and more severe in people under 55, even though we know the younger you are, the less likely you're to experience severe COVID. According to The Lancet, 16-year-olds have a 99.993% chance of surviving COVID. A 30-year-old is at 99.943%. At 50, their survivability is 99.572%. Only once you hit 60 does it drop below 99%. A document procured during the dump was a consent form for a children's clinical trial of the Pfizer vaccine. The form is from December 15th, 2021, so only 15 weeks ago. And it interestingly states some facts that have been labeled by the mainstream media as being misinformation. The consent form lists several possible side effects, including myocarditis, which many of us know about. But the document says the rate of occurrence is 10 in 100,000 people. And they don't specify age or gender. So that's much higher than previously reported rates of 1 in 50,000 people. Even then, we know the bulk of those cases are in younger males. So when controlling for age and gender, the risk significantly increases. The consent form also states, quote, the effects of the COVID-19 vaccine on sperm, a pregnancy, a fetus, or a nursing child are not known. And this is something that has caused a lot of younger women and parents of teen girls hesitation, which they were demonized over. And people have worried that there could be long-term side effects affecting fertility. Despite these scientists admitting in this consent form that they simply do not know, it has been espoused as fact that the vaccines don't have any adverse effects on reproduction whatsoever. But the fact is, we simply don't know. Another data, another idea condemned as a conspiracy theory is what's called an ADE response, antibody-dependent reaction. This is when a vaccine ends up triggering a worse illness than what the person would normally experience. And doctors like Robert Malone, who have been sounding the alarm of this as a possible reaction to mRNA vaccines, have been demonized and smeared, yet the consent form clearly states, quote, although not seen to date, it cannot yet be ruled out that the study vaccine could make a later COVID-19 illness more severe. So if it were really not even something to be concerned about, the form wouldn't even bring it up. Yet here it is saying they can't rule it out yet. One other interesting admission from the document dump is this statement, quote, clinical laboratory evaluations showed a transient decrease in lymphocytes that was observed in all age and dose groups after dose one, which resolved within approximately one week. So in plain English, this means white blood cell counts dropped in that one week after the first dose of the vaccine. So this is leaving a person with a weakened immune system for a week after getting the first dose of the vaccine. So there's a lot of things that we could speculate from this, like is this why we saw sudden spikes in cases in countries that began mass vaccination campaigns you know, with people weakened immune systems, were they all catching the virus a lot uh, more vulnerable to catching the virus suddenly for that little period of time? Also, uh, since people weren't even considered partially vaccinated until a week or so after getting the dose, did this skew the infection rate? If you got a bunch of immunocompromised people uh, for that week running around and then catching the virus and then they're considered unvaccinated, is that fair? These are questions that that kind of leads us towards. But in the least, it seems like 
this would be good information for people to know about. Wouldn't you want to know that your immune system is perhaps compromised for a week? You'd maybe be more careful. We're at least learning about it now, even though we didn't know about it before, but now we're learning about it because of the data the FDA and Pfizer didn't want released. We're finally seeing it. So interesting stuff coming out in this in these document dumps. Um, All right, ladies and gentlemen, enough of that. It's Matt Staver and others that are pushing the envelope at Liberty Council uh, really to highlight and to get this stuff released. Uh, he's one of the ones that went to court. The government tried to delay the release of these pages for literally years and years and years till most of us would be dead. Uh, but Matt Staver and the judge agreed this needs to be released. So they're releasing 11,000 pages per month, right? But the FDA and Pfizer, so the drug company, Big Pharma, and your government, the Food and Drug Administration, they knew COVID shots caused immunal suppression or immune suppression. Okay, Dr. Joseph McCullough was telling you about this. They mocked him, said he was nuts on parade. Now the evidence proves what we're saying all along is right. April 1st, 2022, these 11,000 pages got released by the US FDA and trial data reveals natural immunity was just as effective as the shots, but the shots had side effects and were more dangerous for those under 55 years old. They knew this, but they ran around and claimed that it was safe and effective. They literally funded a safe and effective campaign where your government funded the mainstream media to peddle the lies being told. Now, the big pharma data dump proves it was all lies. Pfizer's documentation also includes medical information that mainstream media and fact checkers or so-called fact checkers had labeled as misinformation or disinformation. Now we find out it was neither. But ladies and gentlemen, this is why I got kicked off of Twitter. An Israeli news organization and LifeSite News were promoting this reality that more people are dying, uh, seniors in Israel, because of the COVID shot than were dying from COVID itself. I reported that. I repeated that headline. Twitter shut me down over that, right? Then they said, Sam, if you apologize and retract that, we'll keep you up. I said, I will not do that. Because I have every right to report what's in mainstream news in Israel and what's in LifeSite News. Just because the mainstream press in America suppresses all this information, it's still the truth and I have every right to publish it. Well, they shut me down and now there's an impasse and I'm shut down on Twitter. But again, this is my point, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't matter much. Oh, it matters a whole lot. Don't misunderstand me. But it doesn't matter much because Americans aren't going to get incensed about this. How many Americans are going to know that Pfizer's documentation included this reality where face or fact checkers and mainstream press in bed with government funded by your tax dollars literally lied and told you the vaccines were safe and effective. Now that we get these 11,000 page data dumps over and over, we find out that they're not safe and effective. There's well over 1,200 side effects. It affects anybody under 55 more so, and the younger you are, and gender-specific, the more male candidates that take the shots, if you will, uh, they're affected greater. It's got all kind. They knew all this, and they not only funded the propaganda, saying it's not true, 
They're safe and effective. Sam's a nut and a conspiracy theorist for speaking out otherwise. But in the end of the day, we are proven right and they're wrong. Now, there's going to be no accountability. The transparency was forced by good, honest people like Matt Staver at Liberty Council. We're reporting on the truth so you have a handle on it. But unless enough Americans pay attention to the right news to get the right information, most folks will never even know these data dumps are existing. They will never know that the government literally got in bed with the mainstream press and lied and funded the lie. And that the truth is coming out. They'll never know that the government tried to cover up the release of this information. But Matt Staver over at Liberty Council and tremendous people like that forced the information to come out now. We've got the smoking guns times a gazillion, whether it be vote fraud, whether it be the coronavirus, whether it be the lies on climate change, whether I can go on and on and on. And the people are not engaged and don't care. Yeah. The individuals who do care, who try to do something for good, end up getting slaughtered every time because we, the people, don't back them. The answer in America, ladies and gentlemen, is to educate enough people and have enough people stand together or else we hang separately. Sadly, that's a figurative statement that I must refer to. All right. Let me give you an example. There's a guy by the name of Justin Thompson. I don't know if you know who he is, but he went to the January 6th uh, event and he went into the Capitol. Well, now he's being prosecuted. Because, again, the Democrats are going for broke and prosecuting and pointing the finger at Donald Trump, the great insurrectionist, and everybody that followed him. And the mainstream press uh, is too liberal, and they won't tell the truth. And uh, the Republicans have no clout and authority. They lost it all when they failed us last time. And so now we're up against the rope. Well, why do I tell you all this? Because Dustin Thompson... He made his defense blaming Donald Trump for what happened. Yeah. (laughs) Turns out that he's guilty. He claimed that Donald Trump made him do it. The government said, well, that's not true. You're guilty. He said, I'm not responsible for this. He was the first defendant tried for his role in the January 6th, 2021 event. He used a Trump-made-me-do-it defense in front of a jury, and the jury did not buy it. Yeah, he lost his job during the pandemic in March. And uh, then he went to defend President Trump. He said, hey, Trump made me do it. The judge said he was offended by Mr. Thompson's attempt to blame Trump on his actions, calling the defense disingenuous and saying that he felt that the defendant had neither been truthful nor sincere. Now, the judge believed that the relentless flood of conspiracy theories did have an effect on Mr. Thompson, but the jury didn't buy that Trump made him do it. Right? The government literally is painting this picture that Trump's responsible. Trump made everybody do it. Well, the jury doesn't believe that. The jury doesn't buy that, right? The government wants you to believe something that's false, that, hey, 
Trump made everybody go crazy. Conspiracy theories made everybody go psychotic in this great insurrection on January 6th. But the truth is the jury doesn't buy it. This guy tried to claim Trump made me do it, and the jury went, no, 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 no. If you did it, you're guilty. Dustin Thompson uh, literally now has been convicted. But here's the point, folks. What are the American people going to do about this? Anything? No. Ho-hum. Go back to watching TV sports is on tonight, right? You want to go get some uh, Wild Wings? They got a discount. Uh, you know, Tuesday's uh, Wild Wing Day. You get a discount. We can go ahead and party and ignore it all and no accountability. And, well, we, we're right behind you, Sam. I appreciate you in the media standing up for what's right, but I don't really listen, and I'm not going to fund you. I don't have the money, Sam. But, yeah, the liberal causes get money big time, right? So we're getting the truth. The truth will set us free, but only if we act upon it. There's got to be enough of us to act. Let me give you another headline to make the point. A group of climate activists walked onto a busy highway in Washington, D.C., forcing rush hour traffic to come to a complete halt. The activists who said they were blocking traffic in an effort to convince Joe Biden to declare a climate emergency. Well, they blocked traffic down on Wednesday morning. The activists have successfully blocked the highway on three occasions now. We are asking President Biden, they say, to declare a climate emergency and to stop all extractions on federal and indigenous lands. Yeah. What we have is a brief and rapidly closing window to address the climate crisis, he added. But the government isn't listening. He added that the Biden administration is acting counter to its climate rhetoric. The White House has repeated the debunked argument that energy producers can, you know what, drill for fossil fuels on already approved leases, not needing new ones. The group was met by a chorus of honking horns once people realized what was happening, what they were doing. Yeah. So this morning during rush hour, this is a couple of days ago, by the way, now. But during rush hour, right? These guys, for the third time, climate activists once again blocked I-395 for the third time, doing so in two weeks. They hope to draw attention to climate change and encourage Biden to declare an emergency regarding this. Okay, now, here's the deal. Does it matter? I think it matters a whole lot. I really think it matters a whole lot, but the American people don't believe it matters. How do I know? Why do I say that? Well, this is the third time these activists have shut down literally shut down the freeways but no one's accountable now if you and i were to show up there to say climate change is bogus they'd arrest us and call us domestic threat terrorists 
they would allow the criminals like they did in Charlottesville to attack us relentlessly and then blame it all on us, wouldn't they? Right? But what would the American people do about it? Nothing. If we were to stand up for pro-life or stand up for this truth on climate, right? We would just get hung out to dry. We wouldn't be supported by the American people. I couldn't raise $1,000 if I needed to go to Washington, D.C. to stand up against this. But the activists, the liberals, put their money where their mouth is and their time. During rush hour, climate activists literally shut down I-395 in Washington, D.C. for the third time in just two weeks. And what are we doing? Nothing. We're too busy with the bread and circus, right? While Dustin Thompson blames Trump for January 6th. Well, the jury didn't buy it. But that's the same narrative the government in bed with the media has been peddling about Trump. And then they say there's no election fraud. We the people better get involved. And if we don't, we will rule rue the day that we decided to not engage in the culture war. we got to preserve this country, folks. It takes all of us. Our greater numbers can see success. Fund us. LibertyRoundTable.com. LovingLiberty.net. Get involved today, will you please? BrideyOnRadio.com. God save the republic. <laughs> 